Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whatsawatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 11th of November 2022, including the return of Netflix royal drama The Crown, yes, and James Corden's new Amazon Prime video series, Mammals. And we'll also be looking at new adaptation of Dangerous Liaisons on Lionsgate and the return of David Beckham in Disney sports documentary series Save Our Squad. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Kelly MacDonald and Tracy Ullman will co-star in the tense Disney Plus sci-fi drama Never Let Me Go, which is inspired by Kazuo Ishiguro's novel about a teenage clone. What else is in the news, Hannah? And Rachel Griffiths, Claudia Jesse, and Richard Roxburgh will feature in a four-part drama, Barley 2002, on upcoming streaming site ITVX um, about the October 2002 terrorist attacks on two Balinese nightclubs. Well, I know I say this a lot, but it's another good week, Hannah. We're starting off on Amazon Prime Video with a new series called The Mammals, and here's a clip. If you had to choose three words to express your relationship, what would they be? Confusion. Anger. Disbelief. I mean, it's only sex. Fury. What the? Stupefaction. Trauma. Love is impossible! <laughs> this arrives on Friday the 11th of November. It's a drama, six episodes, and of course, the big news is James Corden is back. And it's somewhat appropriate that having been in the news for abusing the staff in a restaurant <laughs> he's playing a chef he's playing a chef now the other big news about this of course is that it's written by the terrific jez butterworth uh, the playwright who gave us jerusalem he also co-created the roman britain drama britannia so yeah he's fantastic so already that's a massive recommendation in it corden is playing this is a fairly typical character, I would say, for him, this kind of breezy, upbeat, ebullient type. And in episode one, he's going with his pregnant wife on a little mini break. And by a weird coincidence, Tom Jones has sort of rented the place next door. I don't want to put in any spoilers, but there are some big plot twists. And he discovers that his relationship isn't what he thought it was. Let's put it that way. Melia Krelling plays his French wife, Amandine, and Colin Morgan, who was in Merlin, if you remember, he plays his best friend, Jeff, who's married to Jamie's sister, played by the wonderful Sally Hawkins, who was in Paddington, among other things. So it's really, yeah, it's his journey to discover the truth about his relationship with his French wife after he makes an unexpected discovery and they kind of suffer a tragedy as a couple. So it's a terrific start with a, with a big twist at the end of episode one. Corden is great at playing this kind of jolly witty character who's who's larger than life but it's also good to see him playing the more serious side of his character and it's called mammals and you'll see that it's got a slightly surreal quality in that for instance well not exactly surreal but there's a moment in episode one where he sees a, a whale breaching they're on the coast 
uh, and he sees a whale breaching in the sea. And then there's a moment when Sally Hawkins's character, Lou, is out walking her dog and she comes across a dying stag. So they're quite strange moments, but they're rather effective. It's great to see Corden back acting because, I mean, he's a very gifted actor. He was in an adaptation of The History Boys, of course, the Alan Bennett play and co-created and starred in Gavin and Stacey. He's not everyone's cup of tea, I, I realise that, but I, I think he's a huge talent and Jez Butterworth is a terrific writer. So I very much enjoyed this. It, it, it hooks me in very quickly and, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see how it all pans out. Though I must admit, certain decisions that Jamie makes, Corden's character, <laughs> I couldn't quite understand. But anyway, that's by the by. Yeah, I, I really liked it. What did you think, uh, Hannah? Are you a Corden fan? Do you know what I am? I mean, I'm absolutely huge Gavin and Stacey fan. And I would agree with you that it's really nice to see him back doing what, what he does best, I think. Although having said that, of course, he's been incredibly successful across the pond with The Late Late Show, which is which is coming to an end. But, uh, you know, I, I've almost forgotten about him being an actor, if you like, because I'm so used to seeing him doing carpool karaoke or what have you. But, of course, he's kind of acting in that too, isn't he? And I think that you do... I mean, he sort of plays very similar, uh, like you say, that kind of very upbeat, breezy part, which suits him. So, you know, why not? But I do think, and, and I know that James was interviewed about this, and it, it does kind of, you think you've kind of got it and you think you know everything, and then and then it does something different. So there's, it's not, um, there's never a dull moment, I would say, in this drama. It, it feels like it's keeping you on your toes, and just when you think you've kind of understood the storyline, actually there's something a bit different coming along. So, um, you know, Sally Hawkins, absolutely brilliant. I loved her in Paddington, loved her in this. So, uh, yeah, it's got, it's got all the ingredients for Jamie as a chef to do well in, hasn't it? Now, you've got the biggie, I would say, this week, Hannah, something that has also been very much in the news of late. It is the return of royal drama, The Crown, to Netflix. In light of the events of the last 12 months, perhaps I have more to reflect on than most. The royal family is in genuine crisis. Have royal scandals damaged the country's reputation? I absolutely love The Crown. It'll be no secret to any anyone listening to this because I always bang on about it. And it is literally a binge watch for me. I just can't, you know, these sort of one hour rolls into another and I just, I can't get enough of it. And this series has probably been one of the most contentious, I suppose, or one of the most talked about because it's the years that most of us remember. It's the years that we can, you know, that, that, that I suppose for, from a producer's point of view has to be more accurate than, than ever or they want it to be because we remember it. And that's what it's come under fire for is, is the accuracy versus the drama. Um, and lots of people have come out and had a bit of a bit of a moan about it. But of course, that doesn't affect the fact that this is cracking viewing um, with Imelda Staunton now taking the part of the Queen. Um, and I think there's also some kind of conversation around this because obviously the Queen has passed away and there are some difficult subjects in this because this, of course, follows the time through um, Charles and Diana's time, their breakup and and 
subsequent to that. So Dodiel fired, um, the the car accident, uh, many things, the Martin Bashir interview, which we understand Prince William didn't want to go ahead, plays a part in this. And so, it, you know, at times you could argue it's un- uncomfortable viewing. The other side is is drama, and that's exactly what they're doing. So, as I say, we see the kind of the Charles and Diana era, and you've got you know you've got some really good. We've got some great people in here. We've got Jonathan Price playing playing Prince Philip. Um, we've got Dominic West who takes on Prince Charles, which interesting for Dominic because I wouldn't necessarily have thought of him in that as being Prince Charles, but he does a, he does a great he does a great job of it and. Elizabeth Debicki, who plays Princess Diana, and I find myself in all of these just believing them. And she's really credible. She sort of has really studied um, the the actions and the the everything Diana did. She sort of seen that she seems to get right. So, arguably, very very sensitive, but also you know going to going to be a massive drama another big hit for netflix i think what did you think Ian? i also love the crown uh, and i know it's been getting a lot of stick recently but i actually think it it portrays the royals in, in a quite a positive light i think it makes them very thoughtful kind of intelligent emotional beings we don't know whether they are or not because we don't really know them so I don't really believe viewers think this is the gospel truth about the royal family. But I think it's really well done. Episode one, uh, quite nicely, again, topical. There's the question over the the future of the royal yacht at the same time as the question over do the public think the Queen is past it? And that's quite nicely done. Yeah, as you say, terrific cast. Has Johnny Lee Miller made John Major sexy? I don't know. Uh, I, if I were if I were King Charles, I, I'd be pretty flattered that Dominic West was playing me on the screen. But yeah, I love the Crown. Um, I'm so pleased it's back, and I think it continues to be extremely good. Over on Lionsgate, which of course uh, used to be known as Stars Play, we have another new series. It's period drama, dangerous liaisons, okay. and here's a clip. Balmont. Take me away from here. I have a plan for us. Marry me, Camille. Marry me. Balmont, tell me I am your only lover. The only one. So I'm sure you'll remember the 1988 movie Dangerous Liaison starring Glenn Close and John Malkovich, Hannah. Well, this tells the story of their two characters and how they became the Marquise de Mertai and the Vicomte de Valmont, how they rose from the slums of Paris to become aristocrats. It's had some pretty sniffy reviews, I think. It arrived this Wednesday on the 9th of November. There are eight episodes. Someone described, I think it was The Guardian said it, it was sort of like gossip girl in powdered wigs. I think that's a bit unfair. I really enjoyed episode one. It stars Australian actors Alice Anglais and Nicholas Denton in the lead roles as these two lovers who are obsessed with each other, but they don't have the means to start a new life together. And a bit of a connection in this week's podcast, Leslie Manville, one of our favourites, who is now in The Crown as Princess Margaret. She 
also features in this as one of Valmont's many lovers. So at the start, actually I should add that Anglaire is the, um, or is it Englet? I've gone all French because of Dangerous Liaisons. <laughs> She's the daughter of Jane Campion, the Oscar-winning film director. And it also features the singer Paloma Faith as a socialite who is one of Valmont's lovers. So it starts off with the young Valmont and Camille. They're very much in love. But Camille discovers that Valmont has taken various other lovers, though he insists that this is just a means to an end. They need money so that they can have a life together, and he's going to blackmail Leslie Manville's character. But various, there are various twists and turns. Yeah, it's going to tell the story as to how they end up as these kind of fierce rivals who bitterly hate each other, these, these two sort of French courtiers. I've got to say, I really liked episode one, uh, despite the reviews. I thought it was really well done. It looks great, costumes and sets and so on. I love anything that Leslie Manville of course, is in, of course, that goes without saying. What did you think, Hannah? How did this stand up to the, the famous film that we all know? Well, I think I agree with you, actually. I think the critics have been a bit harsh. Um, I, I suppose if you really sit there like anything, you can pull it apart. But I, I really enjoyed episode one. I thought it was I thought it was really very good. Um, I, I, I love the um, the passion and the, uh, the costumes and the kind of energy that those two main characters bring to it. And I, I, it does feel very dramatic. It feels does, does feel quite sort of um, like you're seeing into a world that you wouldn't ordinarily get a view to. And seeing Paloma Faith quite early on sitting in there, as you say, as one of the lovers just sitting there, I suppose sometimes that worries me slightly, if I'm honest, we need to kind of buy in some big names. But actually, it really worked. And of course, her in costume looked brilliant too. So uh, it, I, it's light entertainment is what it is. And I think it does it really, really well. I, I, I enjoyed it. Now we're going to finish off with something slightly different. It's a new sports documentary series on Disney Plus called Save Our Squad with David Beckham. I grew up in East London. This is where it all began for me. That's why I'm back. Westwood boys, they are the team at rock bottom. We're losing constantly. 8 0, 9 0. Oh, that's not good. If we can't turn our fortunes, then we will be relegated. Dave, I mean, David Beckham is sort of he's such a big character. I think everybody has heard of David Beckham, whatever country worldwide you go to. You know, he's he's kind of everywhere, isn't he? And and, and how he has made the that level of fame is is quite unbelievable. But he always seems to be quite a decent decent character, a decent bloke, sort of the earth, um, won't forget his roots. And really this um, gets behind that. You get to know him as much as you do the story that it's telling. So um, he he was originally, or he did originally before he became so famous, um, was part of the Echo Junior League with Ridgeway Rovers. And he's now returning to those East London routes to mentor a group of, of young players who are competing in the same league, um, the under 14 Westwood boys team, but they're at the bottom of the table and they haven't had a single win all season. And I actually, <laughs> call me wet, I'm, I know I, I know I am, but I felt, felt myself kind of welling up quite early on in this, just the passion that he has and the fact that he wants to turn this team around and these lads who just you know, the the more the, the worse they do, the worse they get. And he wants to absolutely um, 
turn it around for them and make them believe in themselves again. And as I say, the kind of he is actually an incredibly likable character and he feels very genuine. There's lots of music. It's very sort of, um, it is really quite dramatic, the whole thing. You kind of get behind this team. It feels like there's a lot of camaraderie led by somebody, you know, the great Beckham. Um, and I think he it's a journey for him as well. I think you see he's doing something that he loves. He doesn't need to do anything, does he? He's a multi, multi-millionaire. He doesn't need to do anything. He could just retire and go and live in Cornwall and, 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 and never be seen again. But he, he's not. Um, and he, you sort of get to see who he really is and somebody that wants to give back where he feels he can. And, yeah, it, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know what you thought, Ian. Well, he's national treasure, isn't he, old Bex? Um, this is a mm. coup for Disney Plus, a big, huge draw, because obviously it's not just football fans who are going to watch this because Beckham is such a massive celebrity. It, it's kind of formulaic, I guess, familiar sort of format, someone coming in to turn a team's fortunes around. But what I like about it is, is Beckham, he's just himself. He's not kind of playing up to the, the jeopardy of the storyline that I'm sure the programme makers wanted him to really sell. And the boys are, are just a delight. I mean, he he they don't know that he's going to come into the dressing room for the first time after they've just lost yet another game. And their coach says, oh, I've brought someone in to help out. And Bex comes in and they're absolutely starstruck, which is lovely. And then after he's had a chat with them, um, he says, has anyone got any questions? And one kid says, yeah, what car do you drive? <laughs> which I thought was nice. And he takes them to Wembley Stadium and they go into the dressing room, the players' dressing room, and all the lads' shirts are hung up the way the players would be. So, yeah, it is very touching. And, and especially the coaches who work for the club, they're so dedicated, they're great. And the parents and the lads themselves are just a delight. And the way... David Beckham interacts with them, especially when he gets down to the football stuff, uh, is really great. So, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I must say it was lovely. Now, we've got to that time, Hannah. Well, you reveal this week's binge watches. So, yeah, what have you been up to? Well, I watched a bit of Gogglebox just to make myself laugh because it was just quite funny. But I also, and this is unlike me, I watched some of Top Gear. Um, I really like Fe Freddie Flintoff, but I'm not such a fan of Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> yeah, he seemed to dominate oh, the whole thing. It irritated okay. me slightly, but I stuck with it. Um, and yeah, they, they do it well, I think. Okay, well, I watched uh, yet another true crime documentary series on Netflix, Killer Sally, which is about uh, these two bodybuilders, American bodybuilders. That's quite odd, especially just, I mean, the whole world of bodybuilding is just, bizarre um and i also watched a documentary series about english football hooligans at italia 90 just to get me in the mood for the world cup hannah so <laughs> now we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering so what are we going to be talking about hannah well florence Pugh stars in a period drama about a youngster with unearthly powers in netflix drama the wonder and yes, we're getting festive a little bit early because there's chaos at the North Pole as Tim Allen returns as Father Christmas in movie spin-off series The Santa Clauses on Disney+. Plus. So we look forward to those and more. But in the meantime... Watch it. Watch it. 